This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we spotlight folks who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. And every so often as we've gone through this, we've been on the air for a little more than a year, and one of the blessings has been having a few of our initial guests return to share what's new and exciting with their world, with their businesses, with their projects. And one of them is somebody I really enjoyed speaking with last year who I was excited when she asked to come back. Her name is Marilyn, or Marion rather, Marion McSpadden. And I'll just tell you briefly about her. She'll tell you the rest of the story. Uh, basically, what she does is she uses her journey of discovery and helps entrepreneurs who have no life find the one or two things that bring them joy into their every day. So there's a bit of a backstory here. And if you go to our website and you find the previous episode, you'll get the long version of it. And uh, but let's uh, let's dive into it just a little to get us caught up here. Marion McSpadden, first of all, welcome back. It's uh, always a delight to speak with you. Thank you, Adam. All right. All right. So... Uh, for our new listeners, of which we have many, uh, tell us a bit about what has brought you here today. You have a very interesting backstory. Well, I was I was born like everybody else with my first memories, like everybody else does. We all can remember being a child. I was born in a horse and buggy environment. I didn't have my first driver's license till I was 34. Yeah. And a lot of people get their driver's license at 16. I had a horse and buggy when I was right. So that was a different culture. Same kind of people, right? People who have desires, goals, and dreams, just different culture, different environment, different um, setting. So when I was four years old, I was in uh, this family, number six of eight children. When I was four right. years old, my older brothers and sisters all had bicycles and I had a tricycle. So I'm going to jog a little memory when I was four and encourage other listeners to think about what early memories they have and right. how they may even impact you today. So it was this pleasant, beautiful June Saturday afternoon and my siblings had permission to go to a neighbor's house about a mile and a half away in this beautiful green 
cornfields on either side of this narrow blacktop road going to the neighbors with a couple turns on other roads to get to the location. Mm -hmm. So they're leaving on their bicycles. I'm outside on my tricycle wanting to go with them. They tell me I'm too little. I can't keep mm -hmm. up with them. I have to stay there. So I could see a quarter mile when they left up the, this little blacktop road till they topped over the brow of the hill and then they were gone. So I got on my tricycle. I was on my tricycle. I started following them. And I remember the exhilaration of being on that little tricycle and heading out the door, heading up that road, going as fast as I could so I'm not seen and stopped by my parents. And I had an aunt that lived up the road before that hill. I didn't want to be seen by her. And when I, Adam, when I got over the top of that hill, the wind was in my face. Nobody could see me. I was doing what I wanted to be doing. I was fully confident I could do it. Four years old on my tricycle. I remember my little legs pumping, the wind in my face, you know, blowing at me. And then there was this little brick house on the right-hand side of the road. And this man was in the driveway he was probably 60 years old next to his car, uh -huh. a short drill drive, a blacktop driveway next to this brick house. And he comes out on the road and he puts that big hand on my tricycle and he pulls me into the driveway. So uh -huh. I am sorely displeased. And he puts me in the back seat and my tricycle in the trunk and took me back home. Did he make the right decision? Probably. I didn't think so. But my challenge is to all the listeners who has your tricycle. And where's your tricycle located? Uh, your dream, your goal that you may have started out in life at some time, but where is it at now? Are you in the back seat and somebody else is driving your goal and your dream? Or are you uh, in the driver's seat of your tricycle going or whatever you want to relate it to going where you want to go? Absolutely. So how does this translate, this 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 uh, background story of yours? You know, tell us maybe for the first time, maybe again, how does this translate to how you work with entrepreneurs and their journey of discovery? I remember in our last conversation, we, we spoke about what you just shared. Um, you told about your uh, background being involved uh, in a cult and how you got out of that. It's quite a journey. Uh, and how do we move that toward helping entrepreneurs find that thing that brings joy into their everyday? Well, I think first we have to recognize what's not working. And uh -huh. for me, I was, you know, in the backseat of that car with my dream, my goal to go where I wanted to in somebody else's hands. And I had no power over that. I think recognizing the things that are not serving us there, there we wake up and it, it doesn't create a flow, almost like this river on the inside of us. Uh -huh. And if we get clogged in our river because we've allowed somebody else or our own fears that held us back. And that is what I did when I was 34 years old. I took the courage that actually started the journey at 33 at looking at my life and being able to say, this is not working. This is not right. And I believed all my life. And I believed with my whole heart what I was doing was right. I wasn't even trying to get out of that culture that was somewhat limiting. And you were taught to believe a certain way that you cannot ever do anything differently. 
But Adam, I want to challenge our listeners. It doesn't just happen in horse and buggy communities. You know, one of the biggest disappointments that I had when I journeyed to what I say, the other side of the river of that community, that set of belief systems, is I encountered other people who seemingly had the whole world at their disposal. They were driving cars. They could wear whatever dress code they wanted. And they had access to all kinds of education and they were still limited and trapped by belief systems, other people's ideas and their own fears for moving forward into that freedom and that flow that I felt. It was scary. Yes, it was scary to leave in the dark because I knew that if my family knew where I was going and what I was doing, they would try to stop me not perhaps physically, but with words they would have. And I was pretty vulnerable because I loved dearly. There were things that were very important to me in that culture. And that was people, little people that were my nieces and nephews. I was single. I didn't have children. So I was free to make choices for myself, but it cost a division in family members. And sometimes family can be some of the hardest cultural practices, things ingrained in us, whether they hold us back in fear or just absolute belief sets or, or mindsets and beliefs that we have that keep us holding, keep holding us back because it takes courage. It takes great courage to step in the unknown, to build your own business, to be the one that has the service and the value to working for someone and getting a paycheck because you're doing what somebody else is creating value. So if you want to create the value and have people that will buy into that value, that takes courage. Don't we see this? I, I mean, your story has a very, what some might say, high level of drama to it. Uh, not everybody has managed to escape from a cult or detach from a cult. And I love the correlation you make between those things that you may have values or, or have place value on, but then need to disconnect from in order to move forward. Uh, I've read other cult stories and people who have left cults. And the hardest thing was, was knowing that their family was going to cut them off if they left or knowing that the cult was going to cut them off from their family, regardless of everybody wanting to stay together. But do we see a lot of this, even without the cult factor, just, Yes. with families and their resonant patterns that go through the generations and the toxicity that gets handed down. And the moment that somebody says that uh, they, I, they may say it or they may just act it, they want to detach themselves from the toxicity and they don't want to participate in the stupid rituals that uh, are in place to try and create this Norman Rockwell wallpaper over all the shit that goes on. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I got to say that. I got to say that because that's how it feels to some folks. And then it immediately becomes a question of, well, are you, are you one of us or not? And then, it yeah. leads, and then it leads folks to say, well, it leads folks to think, oh boy, you mean uh, I could actually lose my family just because I don't want to go to the reunion? Yes. I think... 
Now, I want to be really clear. I think if somebody is married and there's children involved, I think there's high level responsibility to provide for those children and to create the safest space possible for those children to grow up. So I'm not advocating that just because you're having challenges in your home as a father or a mother, that you should abandon those children. I'm highly, highly. Oh, no, 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 no. That. Yeah. However, they, it will happen all the time that we get limited by spouses, by parents, brothers and sisters who put a certain expectation on you, or we have a certain expectation that they will do for us because it's us. We should have this support from them, not realizing that some of the greatest accomplishments that get done that leave powerful footprints behind us are the decisions and the choices that we make that cause separation. Yeah. Well, think, well, think about it. If you look at fusion versus fission, in both cases, it's a form of friction. One is bringing something together and the other is taking something apart. But either way, it's a very powerful, in the sense that it uses a lot of energy, process to happen. Yeah. And so when and you have these separations, that's fission. And when you connect to something else, that's fusion. Yeah. My simple way of saying that without fancy words was I had to be, like I saw myself like having to let go with one hand, what I always knew at the same time, my other hand had to be reaching out and embracing something new. So it was this simultaneously letting go while I was embracing new. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you can see I'm struggling to even do that kinesthetically. Yeah. <laughs> because it's really pulling on you. You know, you got heart ties, you got connections. Yeah, I'm and trying maybe to push, I'm trying way. to pull, I can't even get them, I can't even coordinate it. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be even how we look at finances. It can be in the way that we see our worth and value. And I haven't really said this publicly, hardly ever, but I had a conversation with a, with a lady that does branding this morning. And I said, you know, I have this ability and it's, I don't know where it comes from, but I believe it's from God because I, I believe God, I love God. And that's where my relationship started to become real for me in the religion, in the, in a religious situation where I was taught that God was this kind of way. When I experienced him as love, as freedom, as joy, as peace, as strength, I experienced him as something really good and not far away. It was near, it was so near, it was within me and it consumed me. So when I embraced that, things started shifting on the inside where there was this refining and this innocence of trust and beauty and uh, joy that took place for me. Now, the world tried to take it from me. And when I say the world, the things that come in to steal that place of clarity and hope and joy and love. But I fought and I say it was a fight. It didn't come easy for me. Matter of fact, I wrote a book called Pretty Much Everything You Try Doesn't Work because it didn't all work out for me and I didn't have this straight path. And okay, now I'm embracing this new life and it's all the way I think it will be. Was there a lot of good? Yes. 
Were there trials? Yes. And I had to continually discipline my disappointments to mm-hmm. overcome the trials and the, the, the things that didn't turn out the way I thought. However, in that space of learning to keep my flow going, and even when it got clogged sometimes, it was like somebody else came into my life that helped me get more clear again. I have the ability to connect with people where they get goosebumps. I mean, it's like it awakens something in them and they get goosebumps. And I don't always feel it. Maybe it's because I still have a little clogging in my own freedom. And so I'm I'm doing this for the first time publicly saying that sometimes when I hug people, something becomes alive inside of them and they get emotions and feelings that may have been dormant in there. And that shouldn't be unnatural or unnormal. We should be people that have this flow going. And the only way you'll get there is to allow the things that clog it to be removed. Where's your tricycle at? Are you in charge? And then if you are, do you have the courage to make the hard decisions of letting go what doesn't serve you and embracing something that is joy and peace and strength and love and hope and will bring an excitement. And that happened for me, Adam, when I recognized that I love travel and I love people experiencing these things. And I am now uh, coordinating and putting together trips to the land of Israel and I call it Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs in Israel. And when I got that awakening, when I received that next step of, hey, you could do this and I am doing it. I'm going to Israel in September this year. Is it a little scary? Yeah. You know, what mm-hmm. if I shut off the planes? What if they lose my baggage? You know, there's all these what ifs. I missed the plane because the other plane is not there when I need it. You know, okay. we can play all these mind games or am I going to tap into that flow and straighten my spine and say, you know what? I believe this is my calling. This is my time. I'm going to take the courage. I'm going to step out and I'm not going to let fear stop me. Wow. That is that is amazing. So your trip to Israel is coming right up here pretty much. Yes. All right. So, now I'll be gone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, uh, thank you very much for sharing everything you've got going on. It sounds like things are really coming along. Uh, we are actually at the top of our time here. So I do want to, first of all, extend your invitation to our listeners. And if they visit everythingyoutry.com forward slash break free. That's a website. It's everythingyoutry.com forward slash break free. What you're going to get are the five break free steps to help you enjoy freedom and your payoff. If you're curious about the trip to Israel, if you're curious about the work that Marion does, when you receive those five break steps, you'll have the opportunity to connect with her. You just have to sign up and get your five break free steps. And you'll receive all that information in addition to another interesting little gift. But I'm going to allow our listeners to go check that out for themselves. It's very good. Please do so. Again, that's everythingyoutry.com forward slash break free. Mary McSpadden, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, we hope to see you again maybe in about another year or so and let us know what else is going on. So it's been, once again, an honor and an education. Thank you, Adam. I'm very honored myself.
Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,